Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Daily Mic Drop. I'm Mike Zacchio, and as always, I appreciate you taking out, taking some time out of your busy nights to sit and chat with me for a little bit. First off, I hope you all had a wonderful weekend and that your Monday wasn't completely awful. And if it wasn't the greatest Monday, then I hope that we can make your night a little bit better. So normally I lead in with a user submitted question on any nights that I don't have a guest book. I booked. I did not want to do that tonight just because there was something that was just kind of like on my mind, in, in, in my head, um, throughout the weekend that I just wanted to kind of like get out of me. And I felt like it, it would be somewhat cathartic to, to kind of just kind of get it out because also I don't know if anyone's experienced some similar things. So two years ago this past Saturday started a, a chain of events that would change my life forever for the better. And I thought it was interesting just because like at the same time it could have very easily changed things for the worse. Uh, two years ago... I woke up, I mean, <laughs> it's so weird to talk about, and this is why I, I like kind of like, I guess, saved it just because whatever came out, came out. So I woke up two years ago Saturday to, uh, I was seeing a girl that I, that I cared very much about, and, you know, good morning text, two hearts or whatever, it just seemed like it was like a normal day for me or whatever. Um, days going on, whatever, I remember telling her, like, you know, I was really busy throughout the day, and, I, you know, I'll talk to her whenever I talk to her, and we're just talking, things just seemed to be going fine. And then um, she was like, you know, like, are you around to talk or whatever? I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm working right now, but, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you. Like, I'll talk to you later as soon as I'm done. I'm like, oh, okay. And I remember thinking that it was just, it just seemed odd to me. I don't know why. So I'm like, you know, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, no, I just wanted to talk. I'm like, okay, it didn't, didn't seem to bother me any or whatever. So I finished up uh, working whatever and gave her a call or whatever. And that was just basically just the, the, the turning point in everything because... On that call, like she, it, it, you know, after the small talk, chit chat, whatever, just kind of got to the nitty gritty of like, you know, hey, like I, I can't do this anymore, and like, you know, just things seem to be moving pretty fast for me, and it just all seemed to kind of catch me completely off guard because this was like a situation, like I, I had been dumped before, but this was probably the first like, holy shit, I didn't see this coming like, anywhere, like, I said then like I, I look back about how you know, we were just kind of casually seeing each other and like, she was the one who wanted to be exclusive. You know, she was like, at my birthday was just a few weeks prior or whatever. Wrote, enjoy like this beautiful card about how, you know, the, how bright the future seemed for the two of us, whatever. And then like, this just came and it was just like, felt like a right hook, like straight to my jaw. And I didn't really didn't know how to process it at the time, whatever. And like, also you know, she was crying on the phone, which also kind of threw me off just because I'm like, you're the one breaking up with me. Why are you crying? And I'm like, I was just like in a dumbfounded shock. Um, and it was like the kind of breakup that like, just, it, it fucks with you. Like there's, there's no other way to kind of put it. Like it just, it, it skews your whole vision and thought process of pretty much everything. Like I remember thinking in those immediate days after, like I didn't sleep much at all. Like I was eating like next to nothing just because I had, I had no appetite for anything. Not because like I didn't want to eat or whatever, just I you know, couldn't eat pretty much whatever. I had to like, kind of like force myself just to kind of get any form of nutrition in me. And, and then I just started like going back and like overanalyzing every single thing over like the last week, the last month, the last, like the, the whole relationship. And we, and we had only been seeing each other for five months, but it was still something that just like, like if anyone's kind of gone through that breakup, whatever, or if you've been just kind of been dumped like high and dry where like if, if you're already an overthinker, you've probably done it in some way, shape, or form. But if you're the overthinker who gets dumped, like me, then it just, like, sends you into a spiral. Because now I'm sitting there thinking about, like, 
Was it something I said last week when we were watching a movie or whatever? Was it uh, an errant text message or whatever? Was, like, did I not hold her hand when she wanted me to hold her hand? Like, was it, I'm sitting there trying to replay every single scenario and, like, and nothing was coming to me. And it's one of those relationships that, like, I, I could see how it affects you, obviously, in the in the short term, in the interim. But it's the type of, it's the type of breakup that I feel like, for most people, it can just really screw you up going forward. Like, I've... I've seen a ton of DMs from people saying like, you know, hey, like I can't, I can't trust people anymore. Whatever. I can't, like, I, I feel afraid to let people in. And thankfully I've kind of gotten over that hump, whatever. But like, that was the first situation where, cause I've, anyone who's known me knows like, I'm very much like hard on my sleeve, open arms, whatever. Like I let pretty much like everyone in my life, friends, family, whatever. Um, and when I'm dating, like, you, like I, I date, I give you my heart or whatever. And I just hope that you just don't break it. And up until this point, it had never really been broken by someone um and that and that was like the first one where i realized like wow like now i can see how some people could never like want to let other people in again and like and it was like that first moment of like when is this gonna go away because like when you're like in it like that first like that first week afterwards you're like shit this is like is this my life like is this my life am i never gonna like let anyone in ever again just because like i'm always gonna fear this can happen again I do want to be clear, like, so I, I did brief or, or debrief Shannon before this chat just because she, like, she saw the Instagram story and she's like, what are you talking about today? Um, just gave her, like, a quick heads up just so that she wasn't going to, like, be barging in here and being like, bitch, what you talking about? Um, so she's well aware of, of what I wanted to talk about, not so much what exactly I would be saying because, truthfully, like, I didn't know what I would say tonight. And I want to also be clear just that in the fact that, like, and it's kind of weird, like, why I'm thinking about this now. Like, I am the happiest I have ever been in my life. Like, it's, like, no comparison from the previous 30 years of my life. Um, I don't miss my ex at all. So this isn't even, like, a like a harboring feelings of, like, man, like, you know, from time to time, like, I just miss her. Like, that's not it at all. It's more of, like, that wondering of, like, you know, kind of, like, what happened in that, like, it sticks with me. Because there is that, like, small fear in me that, like, it can happen again. Because, um, like, it did you know, sit with me into my next relationship, whatever. And then when like a similar thing happened, whatever, like that's why I I told Shannon, I'm like, you know, this was like, this was the reason like why I couldn't just kind of like dive into things with you. Like I've always been like a very open person, Um, Nicole. So you never found out the reason, never found out the reason. Like she called me, whatever it was on the 16th, whatever. She had her graduation days later. I wished her happy graduation. Um, And we haven't spoken since uh, to my knowledge. as far as I know, I think I'm blocked on any form of social media, at least, again, the last that I checked. Uh, I don't check our social media ever, really. Uh, but the last I saw, I was blocked and everything. And that was, like, also, like, another thing because, like, when, like during that call, it was, it was, it seemed like, although it hurt, it was, like, an amicable, like, you know, well, you know, I still wish you the best, which I still do. I don't know what she's doing, but I still wish her the best. Um, like, you know, like, oh, we should, st- like, I still be friends, whatever. It's just, like, just this, this just didn't work out. And that's how I thought it was going to be. So, like, to find out, like, that I was blocked later on, it was like, where does this come from? Like, I'm like, I never badmouthed you at all. I thought we had a good thing. Um, I kind of knew in my heart that we were on different life tracks and that it wouldn't last long term. But that when we split, it would at least be a little bit smoother um, and, and not as jagged. Um, Nicole, does, does it bother you that you never got closure on it? Yes. Um, and that was, like, something that I was just telling Shannon before, like, 
that's why like for me like when i hear people say like you know oh closure doesn't exist like it does like you can move past like it doesn't affect me every day it doesn't affect me every week it's like literally once in a blue moon thought something will happen whether it's like you know you hear a song or, or something that just kind of like reminds you of like that person or that time or whatever like to this day i i, I was just telling chad like i would be lying if i said if someone said like hey you know i can give you a crystal ball or whatever and you can find out what happened or you can have a time machine and just kind of go back to ask what happened um there is closure for certain things but not all things yeah like so to me like you know hearing like if i knew things were progressing very quickly then i can kind of see that like you know with shannon and i like we moved very very quickly like i had bought a ring five months into like officially seeing each other like if like we were touring wedding venues or whatever if she had like kind of come up to me one day and been like hey like let's just not necessarily break up but like let's just pump the brakes on this because like things are just moving too fast that would make a lot of sense to me but i sit there and think like without that situation i'm like we didn't say i love you we didn't like i never met her parents like like to me i'm like I was the one dragging my feet, so that's why I don't know how it was perceived that we were moving quickly. Um, there are times when closure, there are times when closure won't ever be achieved. Yeah, and that's the important thing. Like you shouldn't chase closure. Like I think that it's important if if you need it or if you feel you need it to seek it, but I wouldn't chase it. Like like I wanted closure from the ex after her, and like you know that was like when we had like a like pretty much like a business lunch. There was part of me that like, yeah, I wanted to have the business lunch, but also part of me that just kind of wanted to just kind of have like that one last conversation like in person of just, or not like the last conversation, but have that conversation of just like, you know, just kind of clear the air and whatever. And I found it to be very therapeutic. Like I said, now we're, and now we're great. I don't know if me and this girl would have a similar fate if we were to ever talk again. I also don't ever see that coming to fruition. Um, but like... Like I said, I keep getting these DMs, whatever, and I just keep, like, I want to almost, like, tell, like, all of them, like, this this story, um, but I, I think it's important just because, like, I look at where I am in life now, like, I'm thankful to be happily engaged and everything, but it's, but, like, this is still shit that's just inside of me, and I don't know if that's just a defect in me or if that, or if other people kind of go through this, but I think it's important to say, like, you know, you can be happy, and you can be in a good place, and you can be grateful for all the wonderful things in your life and still hang on to stuff that you don't necessarily want to hang out, hang on to. It seems like there, it seems like it sits there sometimes for, for most people. Yeah. Like, thankfully, like the good of my life far outweighs the bad. Like, and I, but it's, it's weird because like, I, I want to like kind of get this out just because I, I was thinking about it today. Cause like I said, this past weekend was like the two year anniversary of that happening. And it just, for some reason it popped into my head, like that date, like May 16th, like, why is that familiar? And that's why it sticks with me. And then it's weird to think, like, you know, back on May 16th, even though, like, at that moment, it was, like, one of, like, the most heartbreaking days of my life. Three year, three months to the day, like, I was going to wind up meeting my fiancé. And it's, it's something that's why I can try and tell people, like, I've always tried to keep an optimistic mind or whatever. And that was probably, like, that two-month stretch or two-and-a-half-month stretch was probably the closest I've ever been to, like, a full, like, hand up, you know, guard up. You're not getting in, not letting anyone you know, penetrate me in, in any way, shape, or form, like, you know, to my heart. And even then, like, I still kind of let Shannon in, you know, relatively soon, I think I think all things considered. Um, Bud Man's wife, I'm 50 years old and a lot of experiences for life. Yeah, like, things just, I've accumulated a lot of different experiences in life, whatever, and this is like, I guess I wanted to kind of put it out there, one, just to kind of like, see if it would, see if it would be a cathartic experience just to kind of like get that like poison out, because it's something that, 
I feel like I've never really like never really talked about it in detail and I've I've always kind of harbored some guilt of like why do I still think about this? Like even if it is four times a year, like like why do you still think about this when you have a loving fiance, when you know you have a loving family, you seem to have all this good in your life, like why do you think about that from now and then? And I think it's like because there's part of me that thinks, well, 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 what if, like, not that I think it would happen, and I don't think it would happen, but there is that part of me that's like, you've experienced it once, it can happen again. And I think it's where a lot of people who struggle with this kind of fear of like, I don't want to let anybody in because then that can happen again. And I, I just try to, I try to point to this, whatever, and I try to look, take, you know, again, look at the positive of like, yes, this happened and it sucked and it hurt like shit. But three months later, I wound up meeting the love of my life. And the two, almost two years, the year and a half, you know, since then, it's been the happiest time of my life. So it's one of those, I guess, like, it's always the darkest before dawn kind of things. But something corporate, I don't think age necessarily dictates experience. Life shapes us. Yeah, like, that's why, like, when I hear people say, like, you know, 25-year-old life coaches and, you know, 21-year-old life coaches, like, what the fuck? Because you don't know their life. Like, I'm 31. And to me, like, on the surface, I would probably say, like, yeah, what can a 25? Like, I'm 31. And I don't think I'm anywhere near qualified to be a life coach. I think I can give dating advice because I have very, like, I've various and abroad experience in dating but like i don't really have a ton of like life experience to be like a life coach but also at the same time like i grew up i had like a very privileged life like all things considered that like you know you don't know someone's circumstances there are plenty of people i'm sure have gone through more shit in 20 years of life than they than most people have than i'll probably go through in my entire life so uh i think it's if like my whole thing like with life coaches like if if you become a life coach just to like kind of like sell shit and, and make money, then I think that like, you know, you should probably do something else with your life just because I, I don't really think that that's authentic. But if you have like a story to tell and you've gone through some stuff and you can legitimately motivate people through your story, not just inspirational quotes and other people's stories, then like, if that, like, if you, if you can speak your truth, then go for it. That's why like, when I sit there and say like, why I'm doing all this, like every, almost every story that I will tell you is, is an authentic story or of something that I've experienced or something that I've felt uh something corporate i agree mike if a story can help someone make a difference make a different choice it's worth sharing yeah so i don't believe in never letting someone in i don't care how much heartbreak you've gone through like for me it happened one and a half times like with the whole like getting dumped high and dry for the most part like i don't care if it's happened to you all throughout life and if every single relationship you've ever gone into you've been dumped high and dry like i believe in love and i believe that eventually when you find the right person they will treat you the way you deserve to be treated and they will ins- they will fulfill every feeling that you ever thought love should be and i think that like i am a walking proof of that because i've always had my ideas and grandeur of, of love and what it should be and what a healthy relationship should look like and what my ideal relationship looks like and i had people tell me like that's unrealistic like you're not going to find someone like that you need to change who you are or you need to change your views of what you want in order to find love and happiness. Like you can't be the way you are and think the way you think and find what you want to find. And I probably wouldn't have found that when I was hearing that at 23, 24 and that they were probably right because I'm sure at 23, 24, a lot of, you know, single women probably weren't thinking the same way that I was. I'm 34. I've barely dated and haven't at all for almost the last 10 years. Do you think that it is going to be a red flag to guys now that I want to date? Not like there are, to me, like, someone who's not dated in, a, in an extended period of time is not necessarily a red flag. Like, because you don't necessarily know what the reason is. Like, I think if I was on a, like, if I was on a date with you and then I hear, like, you know, this is the first date I've been on in 10 years, 
I would want to, to know. I'd want to find out. Obviously, I would say, you know, I would like to know whatever you are comfortable telling me. I'm not going to sit there and poke and prod and, you know, if there is trauma there, be like, yo, spill it all out on the first date. Like, let's just, let's just get down to it. Um, no, I, th- I think to me, like, there are, you know, red flags of, you know, people like, people who are, like, bad with money, people who are physically abusive, people who are manipulative, like, and emotionally abusive. To me, those are much darker red flags and much bigger red flags than, like, I've just been very careful with who I give my heart to and who I see. Nicole, worth the wait. Um, I say never settle. It gets harder as you get older, but you shouldn't settle from, from fear. Um, I'll never love anyone more than So, yeah, like, like, so, you know, Billy is my stepfather. Whatever. Like, I've heard all the stories that, like, you know, he's loved my mom since she was 10. Like, I, like, I, I, be, like I believe in love. That's why, like, I, I put stock in people who, when they say, like, you know, I found the love of my life at 16. Like, that's why, like, I believe in high school romance. I believe, like, I don't know that I believe in love at first sight. I believe in infatuation at first sight. But, yeah, like, that's why, like, if if my kid comes to me, if, if we're lucky enough to have kids, like, and they say, hey, you know, I'm going to marry this girl one day. And they're 15 years old or whatever. Um, I'm going to root, root for them. I would not go pick out a ring for them at 15. But, like, I'm not going to sit there and give them this, the spiel of, like, you're too young. You need more life experience. You need this. You need that. No. Like, if this is what you want and this is what you think is, is your future and you are willing to put the work in and, and she or he treats you the way that you deserve to be treated and you're, they're, you're both putting in equal effort. Go for it. Like, I root for you. I, I, nothing would make me happier than for my future child to meet the love of their life at 12. And then when they're 22, you know, they graduate college and be like, hey, you know, we want to we wanna get married. I would happily endorse that. Happily. If that's what, that's what they want in life. If it was, it was like a rushed decision, I would be like, you know, why don't you wait? But if they were like in clear minds and clear heads and they were like, yeah, no, we want to get married. This is what we want for life. We're going to figure, you know, this, these are our plans going forward. But yeah, no, we want to get married. I would happily endorse that. Um, Nicole, that's how I feel. Everyone tells me I'm too young, 24. So Nicole, like I, I had to like do the math in my head that I was like, I mean, like I know Nicole is younger than me, but I'm like, so I know she's engaged. I'm like, holy shit. Like Nicole's going to be married at 24. But I'm like, but I was like, I've known Nicole for, for years. Like almost, I think almost a decade now. I think, I think it has to, yeah. Cause like I knew, I think I knew her in high school. So that was 18 or whatever. Like, but like, I remember talk. I remember talking to Nicole about her her now fiance when they had just started talking and like so like I know everything that she was feeling and I know the type of person she is or whatever. So like when she says like you know like oh I think like you know he might pop the question soon or whatever or like I like when she says like you know I'm ready for marriage like I can see it. like you can you can see it in someone like to me you know someone who knows what they want or whatever and they're like willing to fight for it and and work at it. I think that's much healthier regardless of age financial status, everything else, than people who just like, oh, we're going to get married because that's the thing to do. Like, oh, we've been together for three years or whatever. Like she, she's put her time in or, you know, it's just, it's, it's what we have to do or like shotgun weddings or whatever. Like I, listen, you have a kid out of wedlock, you have a kid out of wedlock, whatever. Like I just, to me, like marriage, it's, it's, it's a sacred commitment of, of love between the two of you. Like, that's just what it is to me. Like, I don't, Know that anything else should really matter. That's just, you know, my opinion. Like I said, just the fact that, like, I get, like, probably two DMs, three DMs a week of something along these lines of, like, you know, I'm afraid to let someone in. I don't know if I can trust someone again, whatever. Like, I thought it was important to, to show that it's a perfectly normal feeling that other people go through it and that 
people then that, that there is happiness at the end of the tunnel but like i'm also a believer in like you need to put yourself out there like that's like to, I, I don't believe in like you know i'm gonna stay in this apartment and hope that you know the delivery person one day is gonna be my person just because like i have an order and they came to my door like no like you need to put yourself out there whatever form that is there were times that i think i'd maybe invested too much in, in someone who wasn't giving the same back and that was like something that my mother told me almost 10 years ago now i think probably got be like eight years ago of like you know you have a big heart and like you put like you put a lot of effort in relationships which is good but i don't know that you're getting that same effort back and that's what i like that's what i want for you like i'm fine if you want to you know make a big grand gesture but like you need someone who's going to kind of give that same effort back to you and at the time i you know when you're just young and stupid you don't necessarily want to hear what your parents have to say and then as I, as I got older, like, I see just the little things that, like, Shannon does. And it's just like, wow, like, like I can rely on her for anything. I can tell her absolutely anything. Like, I've had exes that, like, I could never, like, if they knew I was doing this, like, they'd be ready to wring my neck or whatever. Or they it would be, like, a tongue lashing afterwards. Like, because they just wouldn't get what I'm trying to accomplish. Or they wouldn't see that, like, yes, you, you know, like the, un- like, the underlying moral here is that, like, I found happiness at the end of everything like so like i'm trying to say like how you know you can start in a really bad place and then eventually find happiness and you are that happiness um some other people just like to focus on the negative and just be like oh you're just talking about an ex like yes but like there's it's a bigger lesson at play like i'm trying to like even if no one has like if no, no one's dealing with my specific ex like other people may have an ex or a situation that they may have gone through that is something similar and like I said, if they are in that place of like, I don't want to let someone, if this chat, you know, I don't know how many people are going to wind up tuning in in total and then through the afterplay, like if one person, and I like, I know this is like something that's said through a lot of, you know, people who want to be motivational speakers or coaches or whatever, but like, it's the, for me at least, it's the God's honest truth. If one person watches this live stream or the, the video afterwards and says, your chat, or if I just hearing this, maybe let my guard down. Like I'm willing to try to love again. I'm, I'm willing to put myself out there again and in the hopes of finding love. That would mean the world. And if that same person were to find love and like, it, I, even if I don't know about it, I would, st- I w- it would be overjoyed. And if it was like a hitch situation where like you get a card afterwards and be like, hey, like, you know, you made this happen. That shit would be stamped to my wall, refrigerator, whatever. Like I, I would feel like a proud father like putting something like on the refrigerator. Like, and that's, the God's honest truth. Um, so happy Sunday. It's it's cool. Uh, it'd be cool to see Shannon's view on how she accepts and supports you talking about exes, feelings, etc. My my last boyfriend would freak if I mentioned my other ex at the time. It was unhealthy. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. Like, I don't talk about all my exes all the time. Like, it's it was important, especially in the very beginning, like to say like this is why, like, because if if my if this the ex that I'm talking about in this chat ever and the one after her like if those two experiences never happened in my life and then I met Shannon that August 16th night or whatever we would have been dating in probably a week or so because like I knew the chemistry was just was there but the reason we waited until mid October was because I needed to get my head right and to and for my heart to heal um but you know I I told her like I was going to do this chat in the other room even though she's like in the bedroom now just because like I wanted it to be raw and I wanted it to be authentic and I wanted I kind of almost wanted the stutters or the or, like the dead air and like the not really sure where it's going just because it's real like I felt like if 
if I say something or whatever about like the ex or whatever, and like she pokes her head in, like I might laugh and it would like kind of like throw me off, and I didn't want it to necessarily be like a funny chat kind of thing. And but she always makes me laugh, so that's why I kind of wanted to be over here. She's joking, like she said that she's like, "Oh well, I'm gonna tune in." I'm like, "That's fine." Just the fact that you wouldn't be here, like in the room, it w- would be different. Um, after 28 years of marriage, I'm terrified to open myself up to anyone. Honestly, like I hear you, like. I'm not even married yet, and I've told Shannon, like, if, if we were to ever break up for any reason, like, I don't know that I could date again just because it took me 29 years to find her. And I think that she is as close to my ideal match as anyone that I've ever met, or she is. is yeah. So I'm like, what are the, like, what are the odds of me, like, striking gold twice? Like, that's, like, that's part of the way I think. Um, but I also think that there are plenty of people who can make you happy. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a personal choice. I know people who have, have made that choice and they're like, yeah, no, like I'm just, I'm going to be single. I'm going to do my own thing. And if, and, and whatever it, like, kind of like whatever my life is, it is like, I've told people like that. Yes. I like, I know I've like touched on it. Like with the whole, like, you know, yeah, I remember talking to my best friend that I was ready to be single and whatever. And then that night I met Shannon, which is all true. But like, for me, it wasn't like, I'm going to put myself in a hole and I'm going to stay single and like, I'm going to stay in my room and never go out. I'm, I'm going to go out. I'm just going to be a bachelor. And if I see someone for two months, I see them for two months, or if I see them for a year, whatever, whatever I see them for, if I see them for seven years, whatever the situation is, I would just make sure like it would never be anything more than casual. It would always kind of be the like, no strings attached. Like you kind of know, like, we know what the situation is early on, whatever. And, and that would be my life just because I didn't want to bother with getting hurt again and just this way i can still date but at least like if i'm putting it out there like there will be no strings attached i won't allow myself to get attached to you therefore i will not get hurt and if you get attached to me you can kind of play back the well i always told you that like i'm not like i'm not gonna ever get married like um swiping sunday don't let your ex ruin your chance to find the real one yeah like my my big thing is don't let people in your past or don't let people in your future or in your present pay for sins of people in your past. Like, and that's why it's kind of like why like I, I you know was able to to kind of give myself to Shannon is because I was hurt, but I also like what said like I'm not gonna allow her like like my ex is like I'm not gonna give give her like that satisfaction of like taking me out of the game. Like that's that's just not gonna happen. And like and it's also it's not fair to Shannon like. You know, here's this great girl who's clearly invested in me and there's clearly chemistry. Like, I'm not going to punish her or even myself. Like, I'm not going to, you know, punch myself from possibly finding happiness with this girl just because someone else who is now no longer in my life and who chose not to, like, first chose me not to have her in her life and secondly is no longer in my life in any way, shape, or form. Like, I'm not going to allow her to dictate what happens with me. Like, at least the ex who came after her, like, she may have chose not to have me in her life romantically, but like we'll talk once in a blue moon and there's still, I, I would like to think of friendship there. Um, I have no, I have no ill will feelings against her. If anything, I still care about her as a friend very much. And it is what it is. Like the ex before her, like who this chat's about, like I wish her well in life. But other than that, I'm not going to be upset if we don't ever talk in any way, shape or form for the rest of my life. Um, Nicole, it's important to know each other's past and be able to be honest with each other. It sounds like Shannon's amazing throughout your other mentions of her anyway. Yeah, like we've we've had very in-depth discussion. Like I I have a very good knowledge of her ex history and she has a very good knowledge of mine. Now obviously I would never talk about her history on here. That's just not my business to tell. 
And even my own history, there are some things that I, whether I just don't think that it's relevant or just because I just don't want to talk about it, like, that I don't share here. Like, but this, like, you know, being heartbroken and then, like, worrying about opening yourself up to someone else. I think especially guys, because, like, so many guys are told, like, you know, you can't show your feelings, whatever, you know, keep your heart close to your vest. You know, you can't put your love on your sleeve. Like, you know, you, you have to have this this rough, tough, like, you know, exterior that, like, it's... You know, when, so when they open, when they are vulnerable, when they do open themselves up, it's this huge deal. And then if that get that blows up in their face, a lot of guys just shut immediately down and just like, well, I gave it a shot and it blew up in my face. Whereas like, I, in my experience at least, I think I think women are are more willing to open themselves up to the possibility of finding love. Whereas guys, it like, you kind of need to crack, <laughs> you need to crack through that layer um, in order to get to the the soft spot, so to speak. Everyone's process is different. Like you don't need to look at someone and be like, oh, you know, my parents met each other at 16 and they were together six months and then, you know, they got engaged or whatever, or they were together, they met at 16, they got engaged right out of college and they've been together 40 years since. Like that's not everyone's process. Like just because your parents found love at 16 doesn't mean that's going to be your process. And just because I hear more than anything, like people who come from people, children of divorce, oh, well, I don't want to get married because my parents were divorced. It's the most ass-backwards logic I've ever heard in my life because your parents' relationship has nothing to do with you. I mean, I guess it can affect you in some ways, but, like, your relationship will not fail solely because your parents' relationship failed. And I think that that's something that people don't always put together, like, or I think they'll keep it in the back of their head and it'll eventually lead to, like, a self-sabotage. Like, I'm a product of divorce, but in... In my entire 31 years of life, the thought has never even crossed my mind that, like, I might not last in love, whatever. Like, I, even if I get married, like, I, oh, I'll get bored, I'll fuck it up, I'll do, like, not one moment has it entered my mind, like, oh, well, my parents got divorced, so I'm going to get divorced. Just the same as, like, Shannon's parents have been together 36 years. Like, I am hopeful that we will follow in their footsteps, whatever, and I think that, like, We've learned some valuable lessons from them, and I think we will continue to learn valuable lessons from them. But I'm also not going to sit there and take that to the bank and be like, oh, they were together 30. Like, you know, they got engaged after six months. I knew I wanted to get engaged after six months. So we're going to be together for the rest of our lives. It's just, it's in the DNA. Like, no, you, it, your own relationship is your own relationship, and you need to handle it accordingly. You know, some people who are, like, are just going to keep torturing themselves and like, oh, you know, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. Like, then, yeah, eventually you might have to come to the point where you're like, look. I care for you. I'm here for you. I want to make this work. I want to give this a shot. But if you're going to continue to punish yourself and continue to look on the pessimistic side of life, then like, I can't do this. Like, I, I don't believe in fixing people. Like, you can motivate people and you can try to instill some positive changes in their life, whatever. But like, fixing a person as a whole, like, if I just kept with the mindset of like, no, I love her, but you know, it'll probably end soon. I'll mess something up. Like, it's going to wear on people. And, like, eventually you're just going to get tired of it. Um, it's the other way, too. Um, those who stay together for the kids. Ooh, that Like, I mean, I know we're 46 minutes in. Like, that's a whole, like, separate show that I, I will probably do with someone. Um, yeah, I think that it's complete horseshit. The whole, like, staying together for the kids. Like, uh, in many ways, I'm glad my parents got divorced when they got divorced. So I was... I was seven, my brother was six, I think, or eight and seven, somewhere around there. Like, it was, like, young enough to where, like, I didn't feel like my family was being, like, ripped apart. If they had stayed together until I was 
15, 16 or whatever to where like I was very cognizant of what was going on, I felt like that would have hurt so much more. Or or like you stay together into like your 20s, 30s. Now it's like you just throw away 20 years of your own lives just to keep a loveless marriage together. Like, no, like I've, I've said like I hope Shannon and I, you know, live and die together and it's the and we're the only people that we see for the rest of our lives. But like if we ever get to the point where like it's very clear that it's over – then I want a divorce. And I would hope that she would want a divorce because I want her to be happy whether that's finding someone else or whether that's just not with me. I don't believe in staying in a loveless marriage. Like, you know, I, I know for someone who believes so passionately in, in marriage and, and whatever, like I, you know, the whole, you know, till, till death do you part, this thing, but like, I understand that it's a contract of love and you're making that commitment to each other, but like, when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like I, just, I don't, I don't think that marriage should be like, oh, well, you signed the contract, so like now you're indebted to one another to just be miserable together. Like, I don't think that that's what life and and or marriage should be. But, anyways, thank you for listening to me rant for the last fifty minutes. Um, I know it was a a different episode than than usual. I promise, future episodes won't necessarily be like this unless you enjoyed it for some reason. Um, in which case, if there's something that you, if there's a topic or whatever. Just throw it out wherever my email is always open at info at gmail.com. You can always slide into my DMs and be like, hey, I would love for you to talk about this or I have a question about this and I'll get back to you um, this weekend. I just kind of focused on family and you know, just kind of recharging the battery. So any DMs I'll get to tomorrow morning and whatnot. And then, uh, yeah, we have two guests this week as usual. So we have uh, one of my Thought Catalog friends, Marissa Donnelly, joining us tomorrow. She is an exceptional writer writing coach, editor, uh, web designer, like she started her own company. Like she's just a phenomenal human being. Um, we're going to be talking about the journeys of her being a bonus mom, uh, hopefully soon to be stepmom, um, to her boyfriend's son and you know, that relationship. I think it's going to be a very interesting topic for the two of us being that we have a similar experience there. And then Thursday will be a, a real treat because we will have my ex Emily on, not the ex that I've mentioned in, Either like not either of the two X's that I mentioned in in here, just a, a different X. But I'm very much looking forward to that as well, just because I am a big proponent that X's can be friendly and or friends with one another. And um, so she'll be on. We'll be talking about kind of like, but no, I'm not entirely sure. I know that's going to be the basis of, of the topic, um, but I'm sure we'll talk about like what the beginning of the relationship was like, why it ended, and then just what our relationship has been like afterwards, and just our views on on X's. Like I believe we hold similar views that being the fact that we are friends. Um, but yeah, well, I hope you spread the word to people. I mean, I know I, I, I see a lot of regulars, thankfully, and I'm very appreciative to all of you. But like, if you like these chats, you find it beneficial in any way, shape or form, like, hell, tell people like, especially people who are like struggling and have like a lot of, you know, thoughts about love and dating, or they might be in a confused place in, in their love lives, whatever, say like, hey, you know, my cousin, my friend, my ex-colleague whatever like does these chats whatever you know you should check it out or if anybody you, you know wants to be a guest my dms are always open if you want to be a guest just dm me saying like hey i would love to talk about blank with you and if it's a good topic then we'll find a day and then we'll put it on the schedule but i'm very much an open book i'm kind of going going you know, taking every day uh, as it comes and then we'll we'll see where it goes from here i hope that you tune in tomorrow i think it's gonna be a very fun show i think it's gonna be a very educational and informative show and I'm just very, I'm very much looking forward to it. I hope you do as well. So have a wonderful night. Don't break quarantine. If you have to break quarantine, please wear your masks. Don't be stupid. And I will see you tomorrow at eight o'clock. Peace.